Andrew? Yes? What are you doing? Oh, nothing. Hello and welcome to the 250, your weekly podcast looking at the Internet Movie Database's top 250 movies of all time and the bottom 100. I'm Darren. I'm Andrew. And this week we're taking a look at a movie outside the top 250 movies of all time and taking a look at a new entry on the bottom 100. This is Netflix's The Open House. The Open House. Which was released, thank you Andrew, which was released in January of this year, which placed on the bottom uh, 100 in July, around the time that the list had a bit of a changing of the guard, which we've sort of, we've talked a little bit about on Twitter we have, we have. Any of you Twitter heads will uh, will be well aware. But just uh, to reiterate for 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 any of you who are not in the know, um, the IMDb basically reconfigured their bottom one hundred in late July to make it more popular, to make it to reflect the changes, sort of reflect along the changes that they've implemented around the bottom, popular. around the top two fifty, which is to basically introduce and ensure that the films on the list are films that people have seen. We've talked a little bit about it in the top two fifty how they basically implemented like voting quotas and and, like limits in order to ensure that the movies that made the list were ones that like Western audiences were familiar with. There'd been an effort to minimize, say, the influx of Turkish and Indian films on the list or films that had very small but very enthusiastic followings. And the bottom 100, like if you've listened to us discuss the bottom 100, you will have noticed that quite a few of them are esoteric choices, perhaps. Like the, the 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 bottom one hundred used to be like imagine a school. Mo- most of us might have went to like a, a secondary school with lots of students in them. Imagine all the students in the school, and maybe like uh, somebody who you didn't really know very well, but they were kind of weird and and not in a kind of fun way. That used to be the bottom one hundred, but now the bottom one hundred is the most popular kids who are uh, also the, like terrible. Yeah, this is it. Well, the the bottom one hundred used to be comprised primarily of films that were Indian and Turkish and sort of like had small audiences because films that were popular tend to have larger audiences that would vote them off. That so we're talking about girls, films. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So we're talking about films like, for example, Kaloglan versus the Black Prince or Crossover, which we covered as well, which were films that nobody really had heard that much about outside of like Turkey or outside of niche circles. Whereas- like, I've never heard of that. What's it like? It's rubbish. It's pretty terrible. <laughs> um, but you did have a situation Don't where... Don't watch it. I wasn't going yeah. to. Uh, Crimea, one that we covered as well, the, the movie earlier in the year. Which is impossible to see. Which is impossible for Western audience to see, was on the bottom 100 for a little while as well. So what Netflix... Oh, sorry, what IMDb seemed to have done is they basically implemented a limit on the... No, uh, sorry, a, a minimum threshold on the amount of votes that are necessary for a film to get in so as to ensure that films have been relatively well seen before they, they enter the list. And so you've had... We've had a whole flood, a changing of the metaphorical guard when it comes to the bottom 100. All of a sudden, films that people have seen and know are terrible are in there. So, for example, Street Fighter, Batman and Robin, Street Fighter, The Legend of Chun-Li, um, The Exorcist 2, Oh, there's, there's two Darko, Street Fighter movies on Yeah, and they're position one after the other 74 and 75 wow um, which but, one's worse uh the original street fighter is apparently worse although some might say it's also better mortal, better at being bad yeah mortal Kombat: annihilation spice world which is an interesting choice what about the uh super mario brothers movie yeah no. that's in is that number in? 91 now what? yes it is so what we thought was basically 
traditionally this will be fun this is great fun like not tra- all these movies are exclusively on youtube yeah but quite if yeah that's it exactly or have to be run through google translate they're definitely software on youtube if you, you look know hard a movie's enough. bad when nobody bothers <laughs> taking it down <laughs> with the dmca notice <laughs> like, they don't care about the intellectual property for this because they there, no one's no going to claim there. property of <laughs> nobody wants to be yeah, associated no one with wants to have any ownership over this to, to have to contact youtube and say this thing that i have have nothing to do with <laughs> shouldn't be available. <laughs> Could you please take this down? Yeah. But like, so basically, uh, we would normally to cover these events, we do uh, this just in on them. So we did it, for example, with the Emoji Movie. We did, which is back on, by the way. The Emoji Movie made is one of the few surviving films. Yeah, and, um, and thank you, by the way, for clarifying that it's a metaphorical changing of the guard. <laughs> no. I, I, I was picturing an actual IMDb guard <laughs> who, and, who, who, when they, they were doing a rotation, they're, they're the gatekeepers, if you will. So to speak, of popular taste. But yes, yeah, so the, the changing of the guard, we would normally do like a this just in. But we decided that we didn't want to spend the next two years covering every movie in the bottom 100 one week after another. So what we're going to do is we are going to, over the next few months, we're going to occasionally drop in little movies and discussions uh, around the bottom 100. Don't worry, we'll give you lots of notes. Just little movies. Just like little ones. Tiny little discussions. discussions around them. Uh, in order to basically to allow for sort of discussion of, of what's changed. So we're hoping to do, for example, uh, we're hoping to have a couple people in to talk about the way that the bottom 100 seems to be gendered now. So there's a lot of female-friendly movies like Crossroads or um, Fifty Shades of Grey. Crossroads. Or, yeah, or Sp- yeah, we have a story about Crossroads. <laughs> we um, do. We do, which is rare. Darren and Andrew both have a story about Crossroads. But uh, it's the same, it may be the same story. But we also have uh, Spice World. I feel like it's well. a Rashomon sort of situation. <laughs> I imagine which it is. We generally, people don't generally talk about Crossroads <laughs> and Rashomon. In the same sense. <laughs> yeah. But I hope you guys are ready for that when that drops. But yeah, so, we, you know, we might have somebody on to talk about that. We might pick one of the awful video game adaptation movies that's now on the list and invite somebody on to talk about that. We may pick one random Nicolas Cage movie and talk about that. So There may exa- be an obligatory Robocop uh, podcast as <laughs> so, well. Like apparently Robocop wasn't good enough to make the um, <laughs> unironic uh, real world top 250. <laughs> yeah, we um, had to wait to do a sort of a special well, like campaign to get it in there. I think it might be canonical that it was on the list at some point. When For a quarter of a second, yeah. yeah um, so unless, <laughs> but, but Robocop 3 is definitely on the bottom 100, 100. movies ever. Um, and so we're going to like pepper these in a little bit, like a little bit of flavor. We're going to um, keep going, it 100. Yeah, <laughs> keeping it through sort of the list. So we're not going to, not every week is going to be a bottom 100 movie, but once a month we'll probably drop in, like we'll talk about one of those movies. Let us know what you think, guys. Because like, we might even take account of, of whether you want these movies <laughs> and, and, uh, to be covered or not. Yeah, so if you do want a particular bottom 100 movie covered, please feel free to tweet and let us know. Or if you think this is a terrible idea, also feel free to tweet us and let us <laughs> DM know. DM us, though. <laughs> not publicly. Don't call us out publicly. Don't tell uh, us that this is terrible in an iTunes review. Yeah. Don't come at us, bro. Um, but yeah, so... I our, of, our little hearts couldn't take it. So the first movie that we chose to do this with was the the open house and the reason that we chose it was was twofold or the reason i chose it was twofold i'm i'm taking full responsibility for this andrew and i'm very sorry <laughs> we haven't established that yet how sorry you should be <laughs> but uh, there are two reasons why i want to do it. first thing is that it was it was actually on the list just before the transformation it was the movie that i noticed so i 
I'm a very sad person who occasionally takes track of what happens on the IMDb top 250 and bottom 100 lists. So I okay, I know it's very tragic. So I notice when movies come in and go out in order to organize these podcasts so we can do this just sins around them. And I noticed that the, the open house was a surprise entry for me in July because I'd never heard of the film before. But it was literally a week before all of a sudden. You're a smart guy. You could probably have a boss. That did that for <laughs> like, me. That wouldn't like recognize <laughs> all these changes so you didn't have to. Yeah. Um, um, I but think it, you prefer being the boss. I do prefer being the boss. But uh, so basically the, the open house made the list just before the transition and it survived the transition, which is remarkable. Race 3 is another one that did that. And we are hopefully going to have Giovanna and Babu back to talk about that at some point soon as, as an Indian film on the bottom 100. Uh, but then the other reason why I want to talk about it and why I thought it was uh, like a good springboard to talk about as the first movie... Um, on this sort of new campaign of terrible movies that we'll be occasionally watching is because it is the first Netflix movie to make either the top 250 or the bottom 100 list. It's the first Netflix movie to register on the IMDb, like, ranking of best movies of all time. Either way. IMDb, when they... uh, Sorry, Netflix, when when they founded all those years ago... Had we're a, building had a to simple this dream. Yeah, it we're was like one make... day we'll be on one of those the... IMDb lists. It's like the top two fifty. Yes, either that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> you know, there's a uh, top two fifty. Uh, they kept it in the cellar, uh, <laughs> um, and then eventually the 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 that that that, that, that dream that, got out. That cellar uh, was no longer in a rented room. It was then in in, in like a Beverly Hills mansion. But still, that bottle <laughs> stayed there, waiting for the, the moment when it could yeah, emerge yeah. and wreak its terrible vengeance. Yeah, and the the bottom one hundred <laughs> um, <laughs> was the home. <laughs> That their first IMDb list uh, uh, move, movie went to, and they took out that bottle and smashed it over their faces. Repeatedly. Yeah. Um, and I think that the part of the reason why I want to do it now is because I suspect that like later in the year, there's a chance of two Netflix, or at least two, maybe even three Netflix movies making the 250, because obviously they've got a lot of prestige films coming out. They've got The um, Other Side of the Wind. They've had stuff like Okja that, like, yeah. kind of... Uh, well, Okja was... Okja, I love Okja, but Okja's I really, weird. I, I liked it a lot, but yeah, yeah. I, 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 think, I think it's too weird to have made the top 250. Yeah. Same with Beasts of No Nation, which I think is amazing. I think Beasts of No Nation is a stunningly beautiful film. Oh, it's, it's very good. Or even Mudbound, which unfortunately didn't make the 250 for reasons that I suspect perennial listeners will probably be able to gauge for themselves. It has a predominantly African-American cast. It has an African-American director. It was the first movie with a best uh, cinematography nomination for a woman. Um, so <laughs> Yeah, like, like take... It seems like like Black Panther seems like the the, <laughs> the, the perfect the IMDb perfect, top yeah, two fifty yeah, movie. It's, it's a Marvel like, film. It's, it's a blockbuster. Huge it's, blockbuster. It's yeah. like nine hundred million like yeah. this year. It's the biggest blockbuster of twenty eighteen. Everybody loves it critically. Yeah, Fans yeah, yeah. adore it. People so are going when, to screenings. When did we cover that again? Um, I think. Did we did we hit it back in April? No, 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 because people hate black people. Yeah, so it didn't make the top two hundred fifty, despite the fact that you know. Sorry. Spider-Man did. Um, we, yeah. we we cannot go an episode <laughs> with, 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 without making some sort of a, 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 a social commentary. Ontario. Oh, don't worry. There'll be plenty there of that. There will com- be a lot. There will be a lot coming. But yeah, so they, they do have, they have the other side of the wind coming, which is the lost Orson Welles film. 
uh, which was which will be screening at Venice. I suspect it will also make it might make the list because it's an Orson Welles film, um, and you know people seem to like those, and it has a lot of like cultural cachet going into it, and it'll be widely available. There's also the possibility of Alfonso Corenza's Roma, uh, who is the guy who directed Gravity. Yes. So he has his first film since Gravity, I think, uh, will be released, and I suspect that has a chance of possibly making the list. And then finally. Towards the end of the year, there's the big one that's coming from Netflix, which is The Irishman, uh, which is the Martin Scorsese film starring Robert De Niro and Al Pacino. Ooh, so I suspect... That could be terrible. It could be terrible, but it could also yeah, be brilliant. But it's, like, it's a gangster film directed by Martin Scorsese. I feel like it's as close to a lock for a 250 film as Netflix <laughs> could possibly have, right? Um, come on. I mean, seriously? But yeah, so... Well, yeah, I'll trust you, Darren. <laughs> um, I've never it. steered you wrong. No, after I'll see what Graham says. <laughs> yeah, for, as well. uh, before making my opinion. Yeah, no. that is like, so... Darren said it would make the 250, but Graham also said it would make the 250. The two don't really balance out. No. But anyway, so... Before we talk about those, because I suspect we're going to talk about at least one of those, and that's going to be a great excuse to celebrate Netflix as a home for cinema that is fantastic and transformative and isn't possible in any other medium and is no longer supported by the studio system. I thought it was also important to talk about Netflix as it exists in the open house, which is Netflix as home to movies that are maybe not good. So the open house... Maybe not good. Maybe not good. Darren's making a very, very decisive sort of judgment on this. Open... It's like, if, if if people like a thing, then maybe it's not so bad. <laughs> it just brings joy to the world. Yeah. Who am I to judge? <laughs> um, but yeah, so basically, open house... <laughs> Go ahead. Most generous interpretation. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, open house is one of those movies that was released that even I wasn't aware of until I discovered. Even I, I say that with a note of arrogance, more like with with an acknowledgement. And also, a, a sort of like a, a weird kind of like a tone to it. Like yeah. even I, Walken, <laughs> um, <laughs> seen this movie? Um, no, what? I don't know what? about it. Open house. Oh, but yeah. Oh, but yeah. So um, I I was not aware of Open House as a film. We've until... had a lot of sugar, by the way. We have. We may be coasting on sugar at this we point. We may be a bit giddy. <laughs> we... Hopefully, as, as this goes on, it'll balance it's itself. To return out. to normality. But yeah, so Open Open House though is one of those films that Netflix does where it just Netflix as a sea of content. Netflix as, as just a this abyss of like shows and movies that you probably never heard of, are probably never gonna watch, and are just kind of there. It's the Netflix going to a film festival and buying this up. They bought I, this for eight million. It's uh, an dollars. interesting thing though, because like you're 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 on Netflix and you're seeing like oh it's like another Adam Sandler movie. I know they're I know they're terrible, but maybe this one isn't terrible. Like who knows? I'm not going to risk it. But like I I know I'm never going to watch that movie. Um, <laughs> but it's it's but it's it, good. It, 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 it's it, like uh, somebody must be watching it because yeah. it's on Netflix and the the the. the and and also, by the way, I don't think Netflix should just be things that are good. <laughs> <laughs> because if it was, then, like, that would be me kind of um, thinking everything is good on Netflix. Yeah. And because I think something is good doesn't mean that everybody else thinks it's good. And also, 
I may be wrong. Um, but it is worth noting. Also, they may be wrong. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's fight to the death over yeah. it. Yeah. But like, this is an example of Netflix sort of like buying up as much real estate as possible, where they're just buying films in order to build up a library of their own stuff. Because obviously, as people are aware, Netflix uh, was originally a home for streaming for various film studios where they bought the rights relatively cheap. People streamed them. Netflix grew. And very quickly, other studios began to realize that this was a model that they wanted to break into. Remember Love Film? They used to get, like, um, ones in the mail? Yeah, did you ever do that, that? Yeah, I didn't do that, but that's how Netflix started. They started as a mailing company. They only started streaming in 2008, I believe. It was great. Um, and I, I remember they, they um, had streaming and the mail service, and there were more uh, titles on the mail service. Yeah. And there was everything. And it was yeah. brilliant. It was so good. Yeah. Um, you couldn't like think of a movie and it and wouldn't, it wouldn't be, be available on. to yeah. post you. But what happened was basically as soon as Netflix started making money, the studios from which they'd bought, even those streaming rights, which are not as much as the uh, not as good as the DVD rights, but even those studios from which they'd bought streaming rights began to sort of look at that with envious eyes, and slowly and surely they drew their plans against Netflix. And they couldn't so, go on together um, with envious eyes. With envious eyes, yeah. But they so basically you've had situations where Disney are working on launching their own streaming platform which they're going to fill with for you know with star wars and marvel movies unleash the vault <laughs> release the kraken <laughs> no that's that's on the 20th century fox service or the warner brothers service unfortunately but um cbs is like don't make us open our disney vault <laughs> for you will never compete with the famed disney vault but uh, why do they talk like that He's like, <laughs> <laughs> when, when, oh shucks! You're Nick, you're you're never going to compete with this Disney Vault. <laughs> Why is Goofy the hard man? <laughs> I like Goofy as the hard ass Disney Nichols. <laughs> What, you, you want to stop to me, son? But, um, so yeah, Netflix have basically, so they're no, actually, interestingly enough, their films have dropped by, tw- the number of films on Netflix has dropped by 21% between 2010 and 2018. And what they're doing is they're literally buying up as many films as they can in order to swamp the marketplace. So, like, for example, Netflix will have released more films in 2018 than the other top six film studios combined. I think that uh, if yeah, you look at, like, Disney, Fox, crazy Warner, things. Yeah. Like, if you put .com, <laughs> like, in the .com bubble, like, um, uh, if it, like wasn't, wasn't it, like... Um, and they, like you, 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 you have that these days with like if you make whatever your yeah. company is sound like it's a cryptocurrency. Yeah, <laughs> um, your shares of stock will just. But run. I heard something uh, recently about like how um, uh, Facebook is six times uh, bigger than Ford and has like one sixth the amount of employees or something kind of yeah. like 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 this where the these kind of. Um, there's a there's a name for them: Google, Amazon, um, Apple, Netflix, and they they have like a handy acronym uh, now. You know, like BRICS, yeah, like uh, Brazil, Russia, India, China, yeah, um, and South Africa. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, do we do we have to go to the fact machine? Let's go to the fact machine and check. Fangs. Fangs is, uh, we did not go to the fact machine. I just thought of it. F-A-A-N-G-S. You did indeed. It's actually, yeah, it's just, uh, it's so, just Fang. 
So doesn't it normally include Amazon and Apple, though? Yeah, a double A in. Oh, yeah. A double A in Fang, ladies and gentlemen. Because they couldn't make a Fanga, it would sound really weird. Fanga would be kind of, I think, I think better. Instead okay. of like Fang. <laughs> if you're doing it properly. Yeah, it's like we're here today to talk about a great opportunity investing. <laughs> fang. But yeah, this is the thing. So, but Fanga. Net- Netflix has ba- better ring to it. Netflix have basically created a situation where, and and they've actually talked. Film directors have talked about this on the on the film circuit. Like the great thing about like the modern from a filmmaker's perspective, right? And obviously, some filmmakers are upset at Netflix buying their stuff so it'll never be shown in cinemas or it'll get buried in the content. And those are fair complaints. But other filmmakers, are fair complaints? other filmmakers are looking at this and saying, "You can bring whatever the hell you want to a film festival." And there is a very good chance that either Amazon or Netflix will give you the money for it, make you and your investors whole, and more than that, financially successful, and therefore justify your enterprise no matter what. What are we doing recording podcasts? (laughs) We should be making making movies that are bad. (laughs) And shipping them to Netflix. Because let's make this clear. The Open House is not a good movie. Yeah, let's just finish this recording. (laughs) And and then... uh, (laughs) Make a movie about making the recording. Yeah, we can use your phone to make it. We can do it in the house. (laughs) (laughs) And we can probably sell it to Netflix for $8 million which is what Whoa. this made this was sold for this was made for next to no money this was made for i think under a million dollars now we know that we can't spend over eight million making it <laughs> because that's the threshold for which we'll sell it yeah yeah and this is a great example of like netflix deciding by algorithm because you know if, if we just spend seven million of our own money <laughs> making the movie we'll have one million profit exactly but yeah this is and and it's interesting because this is also an example of netflix deciding to buy something not based on quality but based on algorithm like the reason that netflix bought this film is because it stars uh, dylan Mil- minette who's plays who stars of as course, logan wallace i mean course. how could you not know that who stars as 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 logan wallace yes yes um of course but he's also best known for 13 reasons why he's a supporting actor in 13 reasons why so netflix paid eight million dollars for this so that when people reach the end of the first season of 13 reasons why they can recommend this because, you know, he's so hot right now. Yeah. Dylan Minnette is so hot right now. But it's a, it's a great example of how Netflix is That's sort of clever. algorithm. Yeah, algorithm-based, like, film purchasing is, is, is designed. But let's talk a little bit about the movie because the movie... Is not very good, or at least that's that's my hot take. Darren's hot take <laughs> on the latest entry in the bottom one hundred is that it's not very good. But what about I, you? I have a genuine hot take. Oh, oh here we go. Okay, <laughs> I don't think it's that bad. <laughs> um, and, and, uh, I was surprised at how not bad it yeah. was. Be, be, because this is this is kind of like a a, a bottom one hundred movie, and um, like I I've always kind of come to these bottom one hundred movies thinking like I'll find something good in them. Yeah. And like, for example, we we covered United Passions last. There were parts of that movie where it was quite we all good. loved. There were yeah, there, there like there were parts that were awful. There, but but there were also like some great performances. We we all like found it kind of like fun the second half, anyway. and it was very playful. Yeah, it was literally very a game of two halves, yeah. but it was it was almost self aware at points. Yeah, um, which 
almost endeared it. It became almost a parody of the movie that it it looked like it was going to be at certain points in the first half. But I th- I think like like I think a certain I'm wondering what I'm I'm almost certainly wrong because how like the 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 chances of 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 me being right about I think I was primed to kind of like want to uh, defend this movie. Because because it's on the bottom 100. So, like, find something good about it. But absolutely kind of, like, talk about the bits that were bad. I don't understand. And I guess on the spoiler zone, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, the other side of the spoiler we'll zone. Talk, we'll, I'll, talk I'll, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about why this movie isn't on, on the bottom 100. I wouldn't mind seeing maybe some of the user reviews. I know that's not something we've we ever done before. Do, but I've... <laughs> I like this. I feel like this is like we're going to court. A change for the of format. Yeah, yeah, we're going like, I want witness testimony to explain how this <laughs> thing happened. Um, but, but I think I, there's a lot of interesting stuff here. I actually, like, I do think this is, and it's interesting because... I have suspicions about why I think it's on the bottom of the Oh, world. okay. But, well, but well, sorry, well, go on. But I think it's it's an interesting film because, and we talked about this on the podcast before, there are certain types of films that don't normally make the top 250. Right. And in, in fact, we've actually noticed uh, with the innovation or the renovation of the bottom 100 there's also a direct inverse correlation with movies that make the bottom 100 so for example in the top 250s they tend to be movies that are focused like at men you know who came of age during the 90s so things like fight club for example american history x that sort of pulp fiction the quentin tarantino films and now that they've refurbished the bottom 100 you almost have a mirror image of that where you have films that were aimed at girls um in the late 90s we know not necessarily good ones but also i would argue not the worst films ever made so like spice world or like crossroads for example There's a lot of people have genuine affection for for, for both spice of those world. Films, yeah. i remember um a friend from college we were, we were like a, a, acquainted i was back in dublin they were working at this bar and the world cup was on and and they they told me they were so sick of like the world cup being on like every single day they said to like the owner of the bar it's like the world cup's not on tomorrow can we can we put something else on and And it's like what what do uh, uh, what do you want to put on it was like spice world and um the owner was like well do you own it and it's like no well, if you can find it, <laughs> um, you you can put it on. And he did like a, a like a treasure hunt and found it, put it on. But yes, and was quickly told to take it off. <laughs> um, but yeah, and and but the thing is, I feel like like the top two fifty doesn't have that much horror in it uh, as a genre. Um, yeah, and in fact, like Get Out was in for a very short, very time. briefly, and I mean, it obviously it has Science of the Lambs, but you have like every time somebody mentions Science of the Lambs as a horror film, you get but. Is it really a horror film? Stroke your chin. Um, that sort of thing going on. We talked about The Shining, but The Shining arguably gets an exemption because it's a Stanley Kubrick film. Right. Alien. We, you and I, have argued over whether Alien can be considered a horror film. For well, example, it totally is. Yeah. It's it's it. Like I, I feel like this is more a horror, um, like straightforward horror yeah. movie yeah. than say something like Alien or Seven or yeah. like even. It's recognizably uh, a home Lambs. invasion thriller. Like yeah, yeah, own, yeah, which is. It's interesting because, I mean, I think it has a host of interesting stuff. But before we jump into the spoiler zone, so I'll just ask three questions. And I think we've we both primed this already. So first of all, do you think that this belongs on the list of the worst 100 movies ever made? Second of all, would you put it on your own list of the worst 100 movies that you've ever seen? And third of all, would you recommend that people watch it? So, Andrew. Yes, I... Uh... 
Sorry, I always answer them in the wrong order. Um, no, I don't think it's one of the 100 worst movies of all time. And no, I wouldn't put in my uh, 100 worst movies of all time. I would be careful about recommending it to people. I don't watch a lot of horror movies. And I think this might be part of why maybe I di- didn't get why this was such a bad movie. Because maybe my... Um, standards of what a good horror movie and what a bad horror movie are 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 not really as refined as yours because Darren as part of his uh, role in life watches every movie ever made ever so so you you will have seen considerably more horror movies yeah. uh, than I have for for virtue of the fact that they are movies yeah yeah um like for example last night I watched the unfriended the dark web for example just yes you did. <laughs> Thank you, Andrew. And I did not. Um, but yeah. Um, but so I'd be careful about recommending it for the reason that. So I don't watch a lot of horror movies. I don't see the appeal, I guess. I know what this. I feel like I know what this movie is. It's a like a it's a it's it's like an anxiety machine. Yeah. You wow. Know? And, 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 um, and it's it's. And I suppose there's probably lots of things written about kind of like what 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 um why people um like to be kind of like afraid. I like when things are scary but real. <laughs> like I I I I I like being in like a like, like a, responsibility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and, and, and like. I like li- living in a horror movie, yeah. <laughs> which is rather, like we all rather, are. I think yeah, rather than watching one. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that that that's my own particular taste. So I'd, re- I'd I'd but if you like horror movies, if you like being horrified, I don't know, or um, kind of if you like to feel anxious and fearful, if 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 you have. If you have things that you haven't done that you ought to have done, um, <laughs> and if you're worried that you might have uh, uh, lived a, a meaningless life, yeah, or left something on like before you went to work, <laughs> um, then, uh, and and you want like a movie that kind of captures uh, that will make theme. you feel worse than you already do. I like the idea. The movie for you. I don't know. Is that why people watch uh, horror movies? I like that you suggest that like people watch this at work. It's like if you're listening to the podcast at <laughs> work and you're afraid work. you've watched. You left it on. <laughs> if your boss catches you watching a movie <laughs> and discovers like not only were you watching a movie at work but you were watching one of the worst movies ever um, and it's like how did this happen i was listening to this podcast is the podcast good eh. uh, yeah so so it's not one of the worst one it's not podcast. one of the worst podcasts ever made um, um interesting if I just- that is something that we can stand behind on yeah. this we're we're um not one of the worst podcasts ever made um, not one of the best um, we're solidly in the middle Exactly. We're like most of Netflix's content. Yeah. Um, but here, here's the thing is that I, I would agree. Darren gave a big thumbs up when I, way. when Andrew said we're not the worst podcast ever made. Um, a Mission Impossible Fallout style thumbs up. Um, but if you go with the, um, I love that. But if you go with, I, I would actually agree with a lot of what Andrew said there. First of all, I don't think this belongs on the bottom 100 by any stretch of the imagination. Um, I don't think it's good to be absolutely clear, but I also don't think that this is a, this isn't one of the worst Netflix movies that I've ever seen because I've sat through like the Cloverfield Paradox and a couple of the Broken Lizard ones, for example. And those are much, 
much worse films. Um, I also don't think it's one of the worst horror films I've ever seen because I've sat through a whole host of terrible horror films as well. Um, I... And so I, I don't I don't think that this movie belongs on those terms. I think its its issue is, and we'll probably talk about this in the spoiler zone, its issue is that it's just kind of dull. It It doesn't escalate it doesn't really move it doesn't have a tempo that like good horror movies do and it has it plays on a lot of the cliches in a way that's very and, and again this is because I've, I've as you pointed out i've seen a lot of horror movies that feels very generic or whatever and it here's was very th- generic even i got how generic it was but that really didn't kind of like bother me i like yeah. as somebody who doesn't watch tons of of horror movies i was kind of like well, the people who are making this movie are very aware of like all of the it, it 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 felt like when they made this movie they 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 decided on a kind of like a premise and yeah. then they said Okay, we have this premise, and what we're going to do is hit all well, of the beats, uh, along the beats way. that like people would will expect. be familiar with, and we're also going to kind of like, it, like my suspicion with why this is on the bottom one hundred was that it it made people feel uncomfortable in a in a way that people were not cool with. Um, but we'll talk about <laughs> but, that on the other yeah. side, the spoiler zone, and then so finally, would I recommend that you watch it? This is where I differ from Andrew. I probably wouldn't. I'd say there are much. Better and worse horror films out there, depending oh, yeah. on your taste. No, when, like, sorry, just, just, like I, I'm not the person to kind of go to when it comes to kind of recommendations of 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 what uh, horror movie you ought to see. Um, like uh, this, um, I don't know, Saturday when you're <laughs> whenever when you're listening to us. I imagine as soon as it comes out, you're, <laughs> you're like, why are you I have not to listen to this right me? now? That your your husband or wife is like, can you please engage with me? And they're like, not now, no, not for the next, <laughs> uh, not for the next the ninety minutes. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, so take it easy, guys. We'll see you on the other side of the spoilers, and we'll talk about this in a bit more depth. Spoilers! <sighs> spoilers! <sighs> So, Andrew, what is The Open House about for you? It's about... Well, actually, helpfully, very helpfully, (laughs) they articulate the premise of of the movie at one point. Yes, very literally at one point. Like, the characters actually explain. (laughs) So you have the character of... Dylan, isn't it? Logan. Logan, apologies. Um, Generic, handsome young man name number three. Yeah, who turns to Naomi, who is his mother. Yeah, Logan is a young man who you might know from uh, 13 13 Reasons Reasons Why. Why. And says to her, like, almost apropos of nothing, you ever notice how, like, weird open houses are? People just kind of, you invite people over, they, oh, Darren is actually bringing up the, the, uh, the quote, are you? No, Um, no, no. They, 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 you just invite people over, they, like, hang around your house, the you give your agent, keys to a stranger? Yeah, and estate agent never just... checks that like everyone has left. Isn't that kind of weird? And the mother is like, oh, I'm not going to sleep now. And he's like, oh, maybe you shouldn't. Um, they articulate the, exactly the, what exactly is happening the premise in the... of the movie. Yeah. But it's... And, uh, the, so th- that's their premise. 
But what else is the kind of what what else is the movie about? And I would say almost everything. Almost almost and what I mean by almost everything is almost anything that a horror movie could be about. So there's they've got like even in the first fifteen minutes, yeah. you've you've got like body horror, you have food waste. <laughs> With the real horror yeah, of the piece. Because you, you, you it like the body horror of it, you have like the, the eye, the, the peeling yeah, of him the peeling uh, off contact. his contact lenses. I remember I, I was w- once like helping my mum to take out her contact lens and I couldn't get it so I I tried to pinch at it and immediately her like eyeball just f- filled up with blood and I was like oh god so yeah the the kind of um the the visceral the, the horror of like taking out contact lenses even though and the different um, I yeah. I've never worn contact lenses it still kind of like meant something to me I think anybody the, who has eyes can imagine I, 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 I think so yeah, yeah. because eyes fear. are so kind of um vulnerable i was listening to somebody talk about like muhammad ali how um like how how clever he boxed that he would he would he would he would box people in the eyes oh. because their eyes just would like puff up like after and a swell. few rounds yeah, yeah. Um, they're like, why did God make us so vulnerable <laughs> <laughs> through the organs that we use to perceive and, the universe? And that's a genuine kind of uh, fear, and it's something that this movie this movie hits on. There's also, as I said, the food waste. There's all these eggs dropped. There's like a fear of crime because, like, it's and uh, this is all in the first fifteen minutes because it's dark. And his well, father, where his father is, goes into the store. Going into the store, I was practically expecting there to be a hold up and the father to die in the hold up. Exactly, and 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 before they even go to the store, there's kind of like fear of like your 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 parents' marriage yeah. uh, breaking like, up. Have you talked to him about this? Yeah, He's always there's angry. like fear of death. Yeah. And um, there, well, that's, there's that's... like fear of, of uh, like there's all this financial kind of like anxiety in, in it. Yeah. There's a uh, fear of the death of a family member. But because it's anchored in the loss of a father. Exactly. Because like and that's such a relatable thing because we all know people who've. We've all probably lost family members, even yeah. if they're not direct, like in nuclear family members, like grandparents. Exactly. Or, when, or whenever, whenever we have anybody in our family who even gets sick, yeah, like um, it, it's 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 this kind of um, paralyzing sort of anxiety, dread, and this sense of powerlessness as well. And it just goes that... on and on through like various kind of like it 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 it, it almost doesn't kind of like want to uh, uh, miss anything. So it's like you're 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 you're, you're um, um, the mother's uh, sister is obviously uh, richer and hotter than her. Um, and, uh, <laughs> Thank you, Andrew. I did notice sorry. that she was practically wearing, she was wearing like a really short skirt yeah, to the yeah. wake. The, like, and, I don't want to judge people's. No, like, you don't want to judge their police people's bodies or their yeah, fashion. I mean, whatever all. you feel comfortable with. But I did but notice she, that she, she's she was, wearing it like a. It's like the filmmaker dressed her to be like the the, the uh, yeah. very kind of um, sultry sort of like. Right. If it was somebody else's wake, you'd think she was the murderer. So that's it, it gets into kind of like paranoia or anxiety about like how am I doing compared to the Joneses? How am I doing compared to my uh, siblings? Yeah. Uh, or like um, it can extend to kind of like people's cousins, and it's like, am I a am I a good version of what I'm meant to be? Yeah. Um, <laughs> to and, quote Ladybird, <laughs> <laughs> is this the I best version? 
first seen that. Oh, apologies. Uh, no, no, no. I, I, um, I, I, I'm sure I'll get around This to is it. probably the only time that Lady Bird is mentioned in conversation with the open house. <laughs> I like this. We're going with Rosherman and Crossroads. Like blaming oneself for, for something terrible that's happened. Yeah. Um, as, 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 as well, uh, moving away from the beloved family home. Yeah. So, like, I, I remember, like, one of my first memories is kind of like having to uh, to 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 move away from from like the only house i had ever known like um and the it, loss that that represents as exactly well. yeah yeah and then the, the, there's also kind of like the um there's all of this stuff there's like she gets a call and it's like yes i'm the executor of the what hello hello it's like and, and the they're signals losing their they're inheritance off, yeah. um they're they're driving through a road at night there's someone on the road there's a sense that nature is going to turn on them there's a small town that they move to everyone knows how weird small towns are and particularly the inhabitants of small Inhabitants of small towns are crazy weird. I feel like Andrew's rushing through the bullet points. We're going to come back to some of these because some of these merit further discussion. But there's the the weird neighbor who seems to wander around in the middle of the night. There's even like the the when the father closes the uh, the fridge um, before before uh, getting suffering from a hit and run. Um, it he, wasn't a hit he, and run. I thought the driver had a heart attack. Uh, was it? Yeah, they mentioned that in the wake. Okay, but but he he's closing the fridge, and you notice there's milk in the fridge. He forgot to get the milk. <laughs> and then later on in the movie, you notice that the mother is also in a supermarket, but this time she gets the milk, and you realize, oh, the premise of the movie is that there is this terrible demon that will haunt you and make sure you die if you forget to (laughs) pick up some milk when you're at the shop. I feel like... like, Don't forget to get the milk. I feel like Andrew may have been reading a bit too much into the... uh, into the grocery shopping like, habits. Are you okay? Of... Do you need to drink some milk? Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> oh, it's uh, better yeah. now. Yeah, there's also the fear of like you're being supplanted or replaced. The sort of tension that you know that the the boy feels when his mother starts flirting with the, the yeah, local... and there's a racial element to that. Oh, there's as undoubtedly well. a racial yeah. element to that. And and, and 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 there there there's like um, it's like anyone who's who's ever watched um, American pornography and thought like, this is a bit weird. Um, <laughs> the, the fixation. That the are, fixation on like... Um, By the way, uh, I'm, I'm f- even I who, you know, wouldn't consider myself an expert in American pornography understands exactly what you're getting at. Yeah. So there's the, 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 the like, there, there's like kind of hints at um, kind of like, there, there's a moment when um, like kind of like later in the movie when they're playing kind of like a uh, silent night and you can hear like very clearly the kind of virgin and child yeah where there's the whole kind of like fear of, uh, the there's a weird kind of like um I suppose I'll say it. There's a weird incest uh, kind of Subtext. thread. But, uh, it's not very. It's not very strong. But no, it's, it's, there. it's not as strong as a book of Henry to pick an example. But it, yeah, it's, here there's the there's, element where she's asking him to share the bed at one point. In yeah, the film, yeah. And but he proceeds to call like, Chris. He proceeds to call the stranger in. Exactly, and it, and the it's fact like, that the stranger's seen as almost a rival. There's an interracial kind of like, and it, it's like the it's a weird sort of like um, uh, mother is Madonna thing, and yeah. like not wanting uh, her to. Yeah, yeah, to, to exactly. engage in a relationship. There's lots of weird sex stuff. Yeah, going in, on there in, in the background, in, simmering away in 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 the movie, and that's why, like, like I'm like, is this a good horror movie? 
Um, I don't think it's a good one, but I think it's an ambitious one. It's certainly doing lots of... It's giving people lots of things to be terrified of. And to think about and to play with. Like, I mean, I would argue, like, thematically, it's it's a fascinating film. I think the issue is that, like, structurally... And and again, you're right. I don't understand why this paid off. I did bring up the, the reviews, basically the user reviews for the film. And the basic context seems to be that they don't... They really don't like the second half of the film. Like, a lot of the reviews seem to say the first half is interesting, it suggests some interesting ideas, the second half is awful, and the ending I is terrible. I broadly agree with that, aside from the last point. I completely jinx this movie by saying how good it was halfway through, it's the makings of a good movie, and then the ending happened, movie starts off pretty good, I was enjoying the first half, everything leading up to the end was working quite well. Um, all I can figure out is that the writer died of a stroke about halfway through. There's a lot, like, the recurring motif in all the negative reviews. Tragically, seems... that's not the case. <laughs> but it seems there's... Just a bad writer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, like, the, the recurring motif seems to be, like, what, what set people <laughs> off about the film seems to be the second half, which is interesting. Because, like, my issue watching it was that so much of, like, the first two-thirds, if not three-quarters of the film are, like, running through, like, stock horror cliches of setting up, right. you know, payoff that takes forever there, to arrive. There's even, like, the, the fear of not telling somebody you love them. Or, or saying, or saying that you something hate them. terrible yeah, to saying them. saying that you hate them. So, like the, the, like, the feeling in the back of your, like, um, neck when, when, you, when you've had a horrible argument with... With um with 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 a loved one because it I I I think it's like a a a common and ish I well I would imagine it's a common experience where when you're very close to somebody you can probably say you can you probably end up saying them. worse things that uh, that you, you would, would never to say to a stranger yeah, yeah. in which, part because which, you know them and in part because you you sort of you you're so close to them that when you get irritated at them it almost gets onto your you, skin you, yeah that you, you have like kind of like <laughs> like no one in particular but Thank like you, if Andy. you've known somebody for <laughs> like maybe 20 years yeah. there's just so many things that, that that just irritate you and chafe and when it finally comes to the surface it sort of explodes I stop I don't know what you're talking about Andrew I don't possibly know but Let's let's go back and let's sort of unpack some of the stuff because I think that one of the interesting things about the film, one of the things I actually quite like about the film, um, and you know I, I may be a bit harsh later on about it, so I'm I'm gonna like sugar or butter it up beforehand. One of the things I quite liked is the Marta? sense. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, so let's. We're gonna talk. One of the things you liked about the movie is the sense. Is the sense of like economic dread that runs through it because I mean there's. One of the things that, and again, I'm one of my favorite books about horror, and like if you're listening, I'll, I'll recommend it now. It's Dance Macabre by Stephen King. Yeah, uh, it's I've heard, Yeah, I've 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 listened to people talk about this. Amazing. It's an amazing book. I wholeheartedly recommend it. Whether you're a writer of horror, a reader of horror, just somebody interested in the genre, it's a fantastic piece of work. But King talks about how the best horror movies, and even sometimes like not particularly good horror movies that can get onto your skin, what they tend to do is they tend to understand, as you pointed out, a lot of primal fears, a lot of, yeah. sort of primordial stuff. And in particular, what King seized upon, and it's something that had never occurred to me, uh, but which, which after reading it seems so incredibly obvious that I was, I was quite, I was really like ashamed that I'd never noticed it before was how much of like during the seventies, there was a boom in like horror movies about haunted houses and in particular about families that were haunted. Like, so for example, think of Poltergeist in the early eighties, but also think of like the Amityville horror and the Amityville sort of franchise as a whole. You could arguably count the exorcist in this as well. 
And what you had is this genre in which the American family found itself like almost haunted by the the houses that they bought, the purchases, the properties that they purchased. In particular, the Amityville horror, right? You know the story of the Amityville horror in real Does life. It apply to The Shining. It could arguably apply to The Shining as well. I don't, maybe I've, that's I've neither seen the movie nor know nor the am story. I familiar with the story. Okay, but the, yeah, this... I, like almost all of these movies, I haven't seen. Like I haven't seen Poltergeist. I ha- I don't think I've seen the Omen. Oh. I've I like I I am very very poorly versed in, in the horror. world of horror. Yeah, but Amityville is Amityville's not discussed in in terms of those classics that we've discussed, like Rosemary's Baby or the uh, the Omen or or even like it. The Exorcist or are those clear classic haven't films. Seen it. <laughs> haven't seen The Exorcist. Hasn't seen the. Hasn't sorry, seen, I, I hate being that guy. The... <laughs> I hate being that guy. I'm sorry, Andrew. That was a very jerkish thing of me to say. No, 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 no. Darren. But uh, no, I, I, I don't mind being the guy who hasn't seen it. But so, <laughs> so it's fine. You're okay to being the guy who's who's, who's, who's surprised. Yeah. yeah. But the the issue with the Amityville horror is that it's not generally dis- discussed as a great horror because it's not really a great horror. But it was a story that fascinated America because it was one of the most reported inverted commas true story horror hauntings ever, right. where the Lutz family basically reported this house that they bought was haunted by like demons and ghosts that were in part rooted in a murder that had taken place there shortly before they bought the house now in real life the family basically i think owned up after the fact to it being an elaborate ruse and what it was actually motivated by i hope they owned up to it being an elaborate ruse yeah not just a ruse it's like we put (laughs) a lot of effort into this and we want you to appreciate the work that we but check out how elaborate you guys should take uh, credit for this but like um let let, acknowledge the work that we put into it but the issue is that it was rooted in the fact that the lutz family couldn't afford their mortgage payments um and so they wanted an out of the house they wanted an excuse in order to get out of the house and so when he discovered that the house had been the site of a murder uh shortly before his family moved in they concocted sort of this story that they would tell about how the house was haunted and they couldn't stay there because of that. But and that so- itself is the premise of a horror story. Yeah. Like you find out that 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 the house was once the scene of a murder. So you try to kind of fabricate <laughs> some sort of um, like Fake haunting ghost to get story. You. But then... <laughs> then the, horror, the haunting actually happens. Yeah. But the idea was that the house in the 70s, the house became like a site of a haunting in American horror because people had taken out these huge mortgages to buy houses and they couldn't afford to make the payments. And so the house became like this money pit. And it like literally like in the... But remember that Simpsons? In the 80s, I think, was it just that the uh, interest rates started kind of going down and then all of a sudden they they were like the best off generation <laughs> yeah, like of all um well the last <laughs> well off generation i guess um uh, but sorry when we talk about open house because i was watching this and i was thinking that it's a similar sort of situation because it's it's again we're after the financial crisis and it's like we also, live in by the way was, sorry was open house the name of of any other like show or, or, or movie? are you thinking of full house that netflix maybe bought, i'm thinking for of full house <laughs> with the olsen twins it's yeah. a very different concept but like Open House returns time and again, to, and it's interesting because we've seen a resurgence of these sort of haunted house horrors in the past decade. So think right. of, for example, the Conjuring movies. They're a great example. They're consciously throwbacks to the seventies. I know. Sorry, I'm not going to be very yeah, very useful in terms of horror discussions. But just think, imagine I know what you're talking yeah. about. But the Conjuring movies are basically old Talk style. Directly to the listener, <laughs> are, are old style sort of haunted house movies, and they're sort of in that style as well. Think of, for example, the Annabelle stories, which are similar, insidious, sinister. Those sort of like. The I've James seen, Wan movie. I've movies. seen that movie where the the um, the uh, orphan uh, turns out to be um, a grown ass woman. Oh yes, yes. What's the, that called? 
I think it may just be called Orphan. Orphan, okay. Possibly produced by Leonardo DiCaprio, if I remember correctly. But, um, yeah, but the, the issue is that those movies I was talking about there, so like The Conjuring, uh, films like Annabelle, for example, they're all rooted in, again, they're rooted, they're bringing back the haunted house in popular culture. Sorry, and- I just spoiled Orphan. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the spoiler zone, the spoiler zone for all movies. I like that Andrew's seen one horror movie and the first thing he spoiled does is spoil it. But the, the twist, basically, the, the argument is that modern Modern horror has re-embraced that sense of economic anxiety after um, after the obvious the end the uh, the Great Recession, where people have basically come to a realization that they will never own their own property, where it's very hard for people to get mortgages and loans, where no rent. Sorry, like I have a certain amount, like but there, there there's something very kind of um, very. It's a very middle class sort of a, a fear. Um, fear. Because it's like, what if we never own our own house? It's like, what? Like, so well, and, and like, 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 you this know, is, this like, is, what? Like people who aren't really well off? We've talked, like, we, we've already hinted at the racial anxiety simmering underneath the open house. The open house is a very middle class white horror, to be absolutely oh, yeah, clear. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like, there's this thing. they're striving and it's like, <laughs> there's also the fear. It's like, what if we can't afford to send them to a $200,000 a year <laughs> university? Yeah. What if our son can't go to Wharton? <laughs> but like, um, there's this thing with the open house where their house isn't really their house because it's on sale, presumably for economic reasons. There's the bit where they're in the restaurant where the mother's card is declined and he ends up paying for the bill out of his own money, which perhaps captures like the fear of a modern generation that we're paying for our own parents' excess, sort of in like the, the financial crisis. You know, the great line in the big short I think it is where your children will be paying for this basically but you have this sort of thing where if it's if- fine like the, the I I mean uh, people people are so um, uh, l- like there is genuine hardship and then there are people who are annoyed that their parents destroyed the world yeah and it's like if my parents want to destroy the world that's their um, business. business let them be their yeah. best selves if 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 I can pick up <laughs> the the the, the bill for them then it's the like, least, it's the I, least can I can do they, they brought, brought me, me into exactly but like there's a bit where they're talking about they like didn't personally do it <laughs> um, they, they, just, they just contributed they, to yeah, it yeah yeah they were part of an endemic <laughs> problem yeah but there's the bit where for example uh logan is like you know his mother asks what you do if you won the lottery and he's like i'd pay off our debts and by our debts i mean your debts and then I'd probably give the rest of the money to you as well. And you have his mother, Naomi, talking about how his dream of owning a house with a big backyard is a thing that matters. Um, and you have doesn't. This, it really doesn't. But you have this sort of fear running through it as and well. Like, I don't mean to kind of um, lessen people's problems, but the no. <laughs> but the, if, if, if that is uh, your kind of concern, then... Maybe you need bigger concerns. <laughs> like, have a sense of perspective. It's like, how can I afford to send my child to the to to the best schools? What if he ends up in a school that's not the best school? Or, or and, and like, I understand, but it's very difficult to have um, uh, sympathy. I have for, sympathy for it. I, well, I, 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 like, I, I would have a certain amount. 
But I imagine I would find it very difficult. I mean, to, obviously to not, not to somebody come come. Obviously not as much sympathy I, as like I can't feed myself. I'm living on the street, like the homeless crisis that exists. Obviously, it's not that bad. Yeah, I mean, I, I know, thought, I know, I know. There what, are again another line from Ladybird. Two things can be sad, Andrew. Yeah. I know that you haven't seen the film, so it's unfair to put lines <laughs> out of context. I mean, I know how these things generally go. I will grow up. To um, if if I'm if I'm lucky, I will grow up to be one of these uh, people who 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 is also middle class and worried about kind of like those anxieties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And sort of and facing like, the fear of debt, of crippling debt. But yeah, there's, so there's this idea of like, like I I'm I'm just worried that someone's going to uh, uh, break into the holiday home while we're not there. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> um, the big fear. Yeah. What if what if we what if we went to our second house? <laughs> <laughs> and there was somebody living As, in the basement. Yeah, what if the yeah, what if there were what if there was somebody who couldn't afford to have a house of their own <laughs> um, had 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 moved in. I, I love the idea of sort of imagining what like a homeless crisis version of this horror would look like. Because you're right that these films hone in on middle class fears because the audience for these films is middle class people. People who can afford to go to see a movie. Yeah, like that's it exactly. Like these the, these movies are sort of set to trigger those fears because that's the the audience of the people who watch them. It's like have, have have you seen Open House? No, I'm homeless. Yeah, <laughs> um, you should get on that. Well, no, don't don't. Uh, it's not quite a priority. Don't worry, don't worry. <laughs> You're it's not, not that good. You're not, it's not that much. good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but I think I think that there is okay. I'll stay homeless. <laughs> but there is something. Sort <laughs> Sorry, of, I shouldn't it, be glib. No, we should. We but I'm be, always glib. We, <laughs> so why would I say that? Um, but yeah, there is something sort of in that and particularly like the fear of like the open house and the idea that like because we're so fixated on property and purchasing and like this transaction and this idea of buying and selling land that we open up our house to complete strangers and these houses that are so large, we don't need them to be so large that people can actually live in like the empty spaces within them without us realizing about it. Can you it. imagine <laughs> like a situation like that? No, I can't. Can you imagine that sort of scenario? <laughs> no, I can't imagine that, that sort of scenario Andrew what are you possibly getting at but yeah and, and also like I love that there's a seller uh, I think we both laughed when the guy when uh, Logan <laughs> opened the door and there was a seller because of course there's a seller I feel like Irish architecture isn't as suited to horror movies simply because we don't build cellars here yeah um, because it, it, we um, would have I think we spoke about this before yeah. about how an, an Irish kind of equivalent of uh, a of horror movie would be the immersion <laughs> <laughs> it's like where's the lagging jacket where's the lagging jacket there's been a it dude here. there's been a here. dude there was a lagging jacket a dude living behind like, the immersion for, for weeks on end it's like mom didn't the lagging jacket used to be red <gasps> it's like yellow for some reason but uh, so I mean, maybe that, we need to workshop this a bit more before I we do, sort of push. I, 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 I don't think it's a Netflix movie yet. You, it's no soft pass. No, not yet. Uh, but it is no. It's unfortunately no Netflix movie yet. We'll work on it though. But I mean, like there are elements of the film. Like there are lots of really interesting sort of thematic ideas there, and in particular, like the character of Chris, who is the local friendly native that we talked about. He sort of hints at, as you pointed out, all sorts of tensions that are both racial and sexual and stuff like that as well. But the yeah. other hand, the other side of the coin is that like on on top of these interesting themes the movie is just a set of familiar like horror movie beats like there are a whole bunch of like i call them edgar wright inserts 
um, in my notes. Right. Because they're the kind of things that it's impossible for horror movies to do now without evoking the work of Edgar Wright. It's the thing where you, you open a scene with a quick cut to something in intense close-up. So, for example, here it's the knob turning on the uh, immersion. It's the macaroni going into the uh, into the sink. It's the door opening. It's the lock. It's the shower head. Right. It's the idea of showing something in intense close-up to catch the audience off guard. Like, Edgar Wright does that in all his films he did in Baby Driver, but he does it obviously in Hot Fuzz. He takes it to an extreme degree, where you have, like, the... the my favourite one is, like, cooking beans, where you open the can in intense close-up. You turn on the frying pan in close-up. You turn the knob on in close-up. You see the fire go in close-up. You see the beans go in the oven in close-up. It, like... It, the, it feels... The, the... Like, the thing with Open House is it, it plays with all these stock, like, horror... And it, it's not just tropes, it's it's images and cuts and, like, movie-making technique, like the slow, creepy push-in. Like, there's, there's a sequence in this where Chris is talking to Naomi in the parking lot. Yeah. And it's a meet-cute, right? But yeah. the movie cuts back to the house where the camera is very slowly pushing in on the basement door as the synthesizer is rising on the soundtrack. And you're cross-cutting that with the meat cute, which is like, here's my number. It's like... Mm. I was wondering if there was something wrong with the mic, but it was just your perfect... <laughs> like, like, ominous synth, yeah. Oh, no, there's nothing wrong with the microphone. <laughs> yeah. The... the um, the uh, there, 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 like, but I kind of liked that, 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 that stuff. I thought the movie was kind of playful in ways. Like, like as I say, I haven't seen very much um uh, horror movies, but I liked, for example, there was like a really uh creepy guy who was one of the estate agents. He was like a young Ed. kind of yeah. Ed. Yeah, yeah, and he, and he seemed like the guy from. Um, have you seen like really to kill? dutiful young people are uh, terrifying. <laughs> <The> <laughs> Because what could they do? <laughs> it's completely useless. Ed yes, will never like, yes, own a mother. Ed will never own a house like this. Um, but yeah, it, he reminds me of. Remember in the eighties, there was the guy who was in. He was obviously in the Warriors, but he was also in License to Kill. Remember, like the sleazy eighties yuppie from uh, from uh, License to Kill. Ed reminded me of him. Was he was he also that guy. Was he in? Um, uh, was he the guy who was like Warriors? Yes, come, come out, out to play. play. But he was in Sex in the City. I think he was one of Samantha's boyfriends. Oh no! Wait, no, 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 no. That is wrong. Never uh, mind. But yeah, so I'm I'm thinking of that guy. I'm thinking of, so like because somebody Ed has else a, from Warriors was Ed has a very role. like killer yuppie vibe to him, and in fact he gets the first the movie's first jump scare is where the yes, <laughs> the scare goes. Of Sex in the City. Yeah, um, but the movie's oh, first. Oh, by the way, will we be covering Sex in the City too? Unfortunately, not actually. It didn't make the bottom one hundred. Oh goodness. Um, unfortunately, S. Darko, RoboCop three. And The Exorcist 2 did, but unfortunately Sex and the City 2 doesn't qualify as a sequel suitably disappointing to make the list. Grown Ups 2? Unfortunately not, but Going Overboard does, starring Adam Sandler. But uh, his first film, actually, funnily enough. But yeah, there's a whole host of stuff like that. There's the movie's commitment to making sure that the black dude dies first, which I almost laughed out loud at. Because it's a bit early in the film where Chris shows up at the house, right? And he's like, um, well, first of all, Chris hits on Naomi at the shop and then, you know, uh, Dylan is, or Logan is like, uh, we, we should go now. Um, this totally isn't a racial thing, but I'm not comfortable having making conversation or eye contact with this man. It's, um, not, and it, it's not that you're 
black, but it is kind of that you're black. But also, I, I don't like the thought of my... The, 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 I, can't, I can't say it. It's like, it's okay, son. Yeah. Um, I understand. I can relate. But then, yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> I was a teenager once. Yeah. But there, there's the issue. So Chris basically shows up. Uh, he sees the for sale sign. He wants to have a look at the house. And he has a look around the house. And he sort of does some exploring. And then he disappears. And later on, you have a scene where, like, Logan, uh, sorry, where Logan and Chris, Logan and Naomi are like, uh, so where Chris goes? Like, oh, I, I just assumed he left. And the movie's sort of setting you up to think that Chris has been murdered off screen and his body's going to turn up in the basement later on. As in, like, the movie is so committed to playing that horror movie cliche of the black dude dying first that he dies off screen before the horror starts. But he doesn't. It turns out he's perfectly fine. He bumps into Naomi later on at the uh, at the car park. So they have a conversation. And then stuff really starts escalating. And, you know, she's he's, she takes out the card. She looks at, will I call Chris? She's like, no, no, I won't call Chris. And then Logan, who, and part of me is wondering if this is like a masterclass of <laughs> Logan understanding how horror movies work. It's like, best way for me to make sure that my mother never has sex with this guy? Invite him to this house where there's probably a killer living in the basement. Yeah, he's uh, the the um. It's uh, it's uh, Logan's playing three D chess. Yeah, uh, but yeah. So so the movie like invites Chris into the house so he can be the first victim of the killer in order to satisfy that the horror movie cliche as like literalized by Orlando Jones in. Um... <laughs> you want to get? You wanna... <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Excuse my friend. Um, Please the... find something short to bleep <laughs> that out. With. But yeah, because um, <laughs> there is there's that really weird scene Sorry. between the two of them where Chris is laying out the bedclothes on the couch, and there's just this really weird energy between himself and Logan in the scene where there's like uh, it's like I hope it's not awkward that I want to nail your mom, so <laughs> like it's perfectly okay that you're uncomfortable with me. I understand completely. It can yeah. be very weird up here. Yeah, yeah. And I also understand that you probably have some racial prejudice um, like buried within you too. That's, That's okay. also cool. I understand. People man. up here are very weird. It's yeah, fine. Yeah. Hey, I'm the... <laughs> no, wait. He's... They, they no, also... the police officer is also... And the police officer also gives like his mother a, a, a kind of like... Um, I uh, like I interpreted it as him looking at the mother like, hey, <laughs> I did like yeah. as soon as Chris arrived in the film and particularly when Chris used the, the wonderful like chat up line in the car park where he's like, if you two guys ever need anything, I know it can be very strange. Here's my number. I was like, Chris is the Andrew identification character in this. Yeah, movie. he's the Andrew surrogate because he he's wasn't like, there wasn't even subtle. It wasn't like uh, no, it's like uh, if, if I'm just if, putting if it I, out there. I'm, I'm like. Like here, take my number. Maybe you'll need it. Maybe you won't. Like I can, I can help around the 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 house. I don't have any agenda, but also like if you're into it, then uh... we'll see where it goes. Yeah. Um. But while we're talking about other horror movie cliches, let's talk about Martha a little bit. <laughs> Am I a horror movie cliche? <laughs> Is that what you're saying? <laughs> You're the dude who never watches horror movies. Um, so, 
<laughs> you're the second to die. <laughs> the second to die, yeah. But, uh, like, there's the Martha, who is, like... You need somebody who watches horror movies to be, like, one of the last people to die. Yeah, but he never he survives. Kind of, yeah, he's, like, cocky enough to think that he's going to survive because he knows all of the tropes. Yeah. And the audience like him enough that they root for him, and then he so dies horribly. Too. Who survives? Maybe no one survives. The house survives. Yeah, yeah. Uh, much like this movie. And I wonder if part of the reason that people didn't like this movie is because it ends so bleakly in that like pretty much everybody dies except Doesn't... Martha and Martha has Alzheimer's no but I don't know how this is kind of like a Sopranos ending um is it not because we don't know exactly exactly what happens we don't know the mother is dead Naomi yeah. we don't know Logan is dead we do not know what happens. Okay. I mean, we, we, um, for, for... I feel like it's pretty safe to say that Naomi's dead after being stabbed by her son and presumably left in the cellar. Well, you've obviously never been stabbed. <laughs> Properly. <laughs> people, people, people have non-fatal stabbings, like, um, frequently. They, 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 I mean, a, a, a stabbing can, yes, can of course lead to death, but, but also, like, um... Like it's it, the body is a strange thing because it it's 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 it, it, it like I sound like I'm speaking from experience. I haven't, <laughs> but but it, listeners, it, please don't try stabbing yourselves. No, 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 no. We're 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 gonna do it on the next episode. No, um, we're not. <laughs> the, it, it's like a Mythbusters crossover. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, Martha, who is uh, like Martha, who is again a, a stock horror movie character. Oh, she's she's the one who. Martha, <laughs> why did you say her you, name? You see? Why did you uh, say? her name andrew why did i say her name but uh, martha is like the stock horror movie sort of like creepy old person um because she like, even like her introductory scene which is great i absolutely love like part of me loves martha because she's so like you transparently a plot martha. device because it's like she's talking with them and she's like That's welcome why I sang that song. welcome to the neighborhood it's good to see some new phrases i'm looking forward to getting to know you uh, by the way my husband's dead not a day goes by that i don't <laughs> feel the void the don't quiet the milk the quiet out here can get real loud so i'll see you around and she has another one later on where she's meeting them at the yeah. car and she's like death it's like it moves in and never leaves <laughs> she's got take the care best now lines in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> but even the bit of the climax, oh, it's, it's just something that moves in and never goes away. <laughs> Take care okay, now. Bye now. Yeah. She, she's like a grown up Kirsten Shaw. Yeah, like the, she, there's something very like kind of cute and folksy about her, yeah. but she can also like play terrifying and intense. Yeah, yeah. Like, the bit <laughs> at the end where Logan is like almost bleeding out under the log, and Martha just <laughs> wanders into frame, sort of looks around, uh, and yeah, then wanders out. Right. That was really good because, like, your salvation was there, and and your and salvation. You say that as if if he said something to Martha, dude wouldn't gutter. Like horror movie bad guy, which we'll talk about a little bit later on, because a horror movie bad guy is probably one of the bigger issues with the film. Is the fact that he like doodle the, gutter? Dude, is that what we're calling him? Doodle gutter? Doodle gutter? That doodle gutter? <laughs> doodle gutter is presumably, although we don't really know, presumably doodle gutter is the um, living is the embodiment plumber. of capitalism. Yeah, he's the he's 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 the plumber. Um, is he? Maybe. Well, he, like, see, the like thing there's, is, there's, there's, the ending of the film implies that he moves to another house in a different part of the state in order to do the exact same thing, possibly. which would make it difficult for him to be the plumber. Yeah, because um, the plumber's they, been doing it for years. There's, 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 
the, the, the plumber comes along, and yeah, and he's like, um, he, he he has a really creepy voice, and you don't see him <laughs> at first. He's, yeah, yeah, he's he's he, he's and he's he, also kind of surly when he first appears. Like, like of of of, he's like, I've seen the boiler before, of 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 being here loads. Is it a great big fat boiler? <laughs> um, yeah. it's, it's, he has that kind of like terrifying voice. Sort of, yeah. yeah. But, um, and, and the thing is though, I, part of me wonders if part of the issue with the film is the fact that the, the inevitable serial killer slash... Noise? No, I'm kidding. The inevitable serial killer sort of slasher movie villain here is, he doesn't really have... He has a gimmick, but he doesn't really have a, a like a visual sort of like distinctive sort of style. Like, because there are a whole host of movies that are he's got sim- boots that everyone has. Yeah, and, and possibly some black jeans, and yeah. maybe he's wearing dungarees. It seems like there are buttons on his shirt or something like that. Maybe they're like I don't know, like chest sort of like pockets. I don't know. The movie never really reveals those questions. Doodle gotcha. But the thing is, like, if you think about, like, slasher movie villains that have made an impact, in particular, like, say, The Strangers, which is a movie that is very similar to this one in that it's a movie about a family that's menaced in their house. And again, it's another example of what I talked about, the tension, the financial crisis. It's in a, being in a house and being menaced by a horrific force. But in this case, the strangers, they have like the Durlap sacks that they wear over their heads. Mike Myers has like the William There's Shatner mask. There's iconic about this guy. Yeah. And I think, I like, I almost feel like that's maybe what they were going for, if I'm being um, generous. generous. That, that, that is kind of... This guy is anyone. He could be anybody. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, just think of a person. That's him. He's going to kill you. Yeah. But that that's the thing is, and I, I understand that and I kind of appreciate that, but I think that there are maybe, like, there could have been a better way to do it. Like, maybe you could have... He doesn't have... have a creepy backstory. He's just a guy. He's going to kill you. Well, he doesn't need a creepy backstory. Like, you could argue that, like, the strangers don't have a creepy backstory. Michael Myers was better before he got his creepy backstory. Um, that Jason Voorhees was better before he got his creepy backstory. Such a hipster. Um, yeah, I know. I'm <laughs> such a retrograde. But yeah, the, but, like, you could just do something. You could have, like... I don't know, you could make something mundane, iconic about him that isn't like his shoes being perfectly regular. You could have him wear cowboy boots or something like that. Something ironic. Uh, you know, I don't know. I just really like cowboys. I do just you? really like cowboys. Um, <laughs> who doesn't really like cowboys? Let's um, dress up as cowboys. <laughs> do no, for the last time. Damn. It's an audio medium. <laughs> it doesn't work, Darren. It doesn't work. <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean... I understand the appeal of the character and the concept of the character, but he's just, he, there's nothing about him that registers. No. And and particularly, like, the thing is, his sadism as well is so generic. Yeah. Particularly at the climax when things get nasty in inverted commas, where he, he attacks the, uh, the, the wife yeah. in bed, or Naomi in bed, which is, it is a scene that's creepy because he's in the bed right beside her and she doesn't realise it, which is one of those great horror movie sort of tropes. Yeah. But then... Once you get past that point, he ties her up and he breaks her fingers, which seems yeah, like unnecessary. Yeah, that wasn't great, and it seemed like like I couldn't tell if she was screaming or crying. Uh, sorry, or laughing. Yeah. Um. There, there, there. But there's there's no reason to do that. Like you can understand like why he gets into bed with her because like that's his thing. It's like he moves into the open house and he literally makes himself at home. She's like screaming. And it's like stop breaking my fingers. Like, What's wrong with you? It's like oh, there's nothing wrong with me. Yeah. breaking your fingers. 
fingers. I'm not a weirdo. Yeah, it's just what I do. Yeah, I'm just trying to hurt you. Yeah, it's not like I'm. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna keep these fingers. Yeah, or put them in a freezer. I don't have a backstory. It's not like you know. It's not like oh, I was I was a kid and my grandma. What's wrong with me? What's yeah. wrong with you? Have you never been in like a yeah. home invasion torture laughing? situation before? Yeah, I mean. Can't a dude just break? Can't a dude just break some fingers without it being about something in inverted commas? Yeah, there's. But part of me sort of like. Part of me is like. This is your regular kind of uh, neighborhood um, uh, a psychopath. psychopath. It's like, it's like yeah. I'm a perfectly well-adjusted sort of psych. Why are you guys asking? Look, do I come to you when you hold your open houses and be like, "Why are these cookies here?" It's like, no, he- killing people because it's a terrible world we live in. Yeah, I mean, why wouldn't I be? Uh, have you watched the news? Yeah, um, but yeah, there's there's like. The thing is, though, that his sadism outside of, like, being a guy who moves into your house while it's open, which is a great gimmick. And I think, like, I think the show Millennium did something similar with this in the 90s. But it's a, it is a really great gimmick. And it's why the best parts of the movies are the bits that play on that. Like, for example, him climbing into bed next to her. Like, it's him. Yeah. It's a stranger being in your home and making himself at home. But the issue is that so much of what he does doesn't really fit with that and is just plain sadism. So, for example, when he covers uh, Logan with water, which is like, oh, he's going to freeze to death. <laughs> it is a novel way to kill somebody. It was, it was like so that he would wake up. <laughs> And, and like, like he likes to thrill up the chase. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I'm going to cover you in water. So, so when you wake up, you're it's, not, you're not just cold, but you're cold and wet. Yeah. And there's maybe icicles on, on you. you. And um, so, you know, I like the thrill of the chase, but I've also, I haven't been hitting the gym as much because it's off season. So I don't want this to be an entirely fair fight. So yeah. I, I thought about ways of handicapping you and I, I'm going to break your mother's fingers. So I couldn't do that twice. So I just, you know. The, yeah, there, there, there's kind of like, oh, oh, no, what? It's it, like there, there's, there's this kind of like, um, it's, it's terrifying, I guess, because, because like he's punches her and it's really horrific. Yeah. And, um, like you can see that she's being choked. You're, 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 you're kind yeah. of worried that like he might have, like, like, well, I suppose the 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 kind of primal fear for the son is not just that 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 they're murdered. It's yeah, it's it's yeah. that there's been a, like a sexual assault as well, as if yeah. murder wasn't bad enough. So it is, it is, it is, no. it is horrific. Which I suppose is like I the don't point. I, I I don't get kind of horror movies, but I I guess. If I was horrified, then it's kind of achieved what it set out yeah. to do. If I was a- uh, anxious during like kind of parts of it, and I and and I understand as well, even the parts that didn't make me anxious Why were based on a- anxieties that people have. Yeah, yeah and uh, like even the, the kind of like body horror stuff, like there was nosebleeds in it. Yeah, like the it's it's messed up how. Uh, people's bodies are are just like I think we've talked about this before. I pitched bags you, of meat. Uh, yeah, I I I pitched a um a horror <laughs> movie to Darren one time. Even though I'm I'm not a um like I sometimes think of I like I- how this ideas has turned into for, the Netflix for, for body horrors. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we're 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 gonna do this. We're spitballing some ideas. Yeah. 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 So Netflix if Let's you not hear... say too much. Yeah. But I mean I there is I just I think that's part of my problem with it is that the guy's gimmick is like the guy's gimmick is interesting and you could do a lot of interesting stuff with it but it also feels like the film has to do the obligatory like it maybe it tries to do too much with him where it's like it would almost be enough for him they don't do enough yeah but it, it would also be enough for him to like strangle her in the bed why does he tie her up and break her fingers 
Like that that sort of thing. It's like maybe if he was playing house with her, maybe if he tied her up and cooked dinner for them or something like that as like playing house within playing house sort of so thing. He's playful. Okay. The, the, but I mean, the, I, I absolutely like, love the... Um, and, by the way... Probably he's trying things as well. Like, like he's like... the, the He's um, sort of shaking things up. It's yeah, like trying we, to figure out something last, that works for last him. Last time I did this, uh, it all it all ended very kind of like quickly and I felt uh, kind of oddly satisfied. I've still been chasing the first time. Yeah, the and, rush. Uh, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but I think what I need to do is stop trying to kind of like recreate that and do some new things. Improvise, so this you time, know? Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to like kind of let the... Turn on some music. Think about it as the, jazz. You yeah, know? yeah. Like break some fingers. Because yeah. again, that, that's another stock horror movie cliche, the bit where he starts playing like creepy, happy, upbeat music in another otherwise empty house to make people feel uncomfortable forget the milk yeah Um, you can't make an omelette without milk yes you can it's just not going to be as fluffy it's like you can't um and also like in terms of horror movie cliches i love the two police officers in particular the police officer who talks because it's like where it's they they arrive um in the house after one of the open house viewings and they discover that the table's been set and, like, it looks like there may be food on the table, but it's not entirely clear. There's a little sort of, like, stand that's been put it's on the table. example with... of food waste. Presumably he had put on a spread and they didn't wait to find out. What it was. He was like, they're calling the police? Oh, damn it, I guess i got to throw out this food. This asparagus that I roasted at post. <laughs> he just you know, runs into the forest yeah. to try and eat as much of his As can. he can, as he's running. Um, <laughs> but it's got the little, like, phone on a stand and it's got a white tablecloth on probably. it. It looks absolutely lovely. There are candles probably out. There's some kids. <laughs> we found a trail of, like, home-cooked food yeah <laughs> but yeah that's it the police officer shows up inspects the house and he's like to be fair he's not like okay you guys are completely insane this is not important let's just ignore any future calls from this house level, he's like level with me though yeah. you're you're messing with us aren't you yeah it's yeah, it, i was a teenager once but he's like yeah he's like okay it is a little creepy uh but kids get bored they do weird things yeah, And it's like, part of me wonders how odd his beat must be. That it's like, oh, it's those rapscallion kids again. Like, like, they set the table and everything. <laughs> yeah. they, they put out candles. Out candles. Yeah. They make kids. <laughs> they make great spreads. Don't leave until you've had some of the asparagus rolls. Um, yeah, it's like Jake Gyllenhaal's sort of character from Prisoners. I like to imagine these cops just keep getting calls out to people whose tables have been set. And they're like, yeah, it's an epidemic. Uh, we've got a whole unit working on it. It's like... Um... I read, uh, I read this, um, this guy came over from the FBI, said this wasn't normal. <laughs> um, it's like, I got to rethink everything now. Yeah. <laughs> I've been doing my job wrong all these years. Like behavioral scientist from Quantico is like, <laughs> yeah. no, you're just in the odd small town. Yeah. K- kids don't generally break into houses, set the table and put the phone on a stand. Um, we- we've done extensive studies on this matter. <laughs> it's like they're profiling all the children like, <laughs> uh, stopping their car outside it's like hey you kids yeah you look I like hope the you're not thinking of breaking <laughs> into some house and setting their uh, table and yeah. putting a phone on a stand you sick bastard look at this all of the knives and forks are exactly one uh, thumbnail away from the edge of the table Look how nice it looks. This may be the worst case I've ever looked at. glasses are not quite touching. This makes me sick. Um, This is the case that will haunt my nightmares. But yeah, it's kind of like... And again, this is the thing. You're right when you say it feels like the writers had a premise and were just, let's hit as many horror movie cliches as we can. Because, like, those... These cops 
are brilliantly incompetent, even by the standard of horror movie police officers. It's like... Have you met an actual... Sorry. No, No, funding, funding, funding. Uh, Underfunded. uh, (laughs) (laughs) is nobody's fault. Um, Okay. Sorry. To be clear. To be clear. But yeah, confidence is too much to expect from anyone, in fairness. (laughs) Like, yeah. (laughs) Um, it, it's not like necessarily like restricted to one profession you know that amazing feeling you get when you meet somebody doing a job and they're good <laughs> at it yeah <laughs> it, it tends not to happen that often no. <laughs> particularly not with with cops who get called out to people who've had their tables randomly set yeah um other than that, the, the other thing I actually noticed, which I quite liked, which is, and you pointed out the, the sister at the wake, who's like, and you know, they have the conversation, he has the conversation with Naomi, and Naomi's like, look, the situation is that I, I don't have a job at the moment, and you know, my husband put us in mass amounts of debt, I can't afford to pay the rent in this situation, you know, my, I'm struggling to stay, you know, to manage to stay on top of things, and her sister's like, uh, why don't you, uh, you guys should stay in our mountain house. Because she's never seen a horror movie before. But she's also like, uh, it's just until you get back on your feet. Then you'll come back. And it's like, wait, ha- wait. She, need- she-, she doesn't have a job. She needs a job in order to pay for her rent. How is she going to find a job near this house when she's minding your mountain house for well, you? A drug deal gone bad. <laughs> is the, the way is, it goes. Is, uh, yeah, where she'll be like uh, hiking and then she'll find like a whole lot of cars and like uh, dogs dead bodies. being shot yeah. and dead bodies and a big uh, like case full of money. <laughs> um, <laughs> and she'll take it and there'll be absolutely no consequences yeah. of it. <laughs> that, that's, that's how the like you don't need to win the lottery. That's how you escape debt. Yeah, that's um, what I'm hoping. That's that's the dream right there. Yeah, first, I need to get into debt, um, and then then I plan to get out of it. Yeah, because I mean, I, I, there's a host of interesting stuff here. It just never coalesces. It spends a lot of time building up. I do like. Oh yes, uh, I did want to talk about something. What are they watching? And oh yeah, because at one point it cuts to them. They're like watching a tele. They're watching. They're watching a movie, and you can hear like the the. And Darren didn't hear no. it, but the the you, you can hear the person uh, in the movie saying, "Well, a suicide generally leaves a note. Maybe he didn't have time." And that's the movie they're watching. That the, after the death of their yeah. husband, like while they're still grieving, oh, while by there's the way, obviously it was still both of their husband, <laughs> what Naomi's husband and and obviously Logan's father. Um, but yeah, <laughs> it does seem like a strange choice because I remember. And then it's like I need to pee. She pauses. It, she gets up, and and the door opens. There's a, like the movie builds far too slowly. To what a, to what it's doing. There was also the, the whole like uh, vulnerability of a, like a person in a shower trope, like that we've repeatedly. seen in like Psycho. Yeah, yeah repeatedly, and, like as a well. number of times. And they, 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 because because in horror movies as well, you think like, oh, they won't do it the first time, but now it's the second time, and they'll do now it. Now they're gonna do it. They don't do it. <laughs> um, but um, I mean there, that there, that also sort of hints at the psychosexual stuff that you're talking about between yeah. her and the son, for example, where it's like uh, because he rushes into the bathroom when she screams when the water goes cold, exactly, and there's that sort of stuff, and then later on where and they're he's like, in, oh, gross, yeah, but kind of also uh, I don't want anybody else looking at this, and then later on there's the bit where she's like, would you like to sleep in my room tonight? And he's like, yeah. kinda. There's lots um, of weird psychosexual stuff in it, and, and um, there's all sorts of things in it. There, there's like he's caught, he's looking for his phone. He's 
he's like lost his phone and he's calling and you can't tell if it's the phone vibrating or if it's the haunting string music well that, that's the thing there's there's, like, a, there's, there's a moment as well like after that like, is that his phone or that that is one of the sort of smaller issues I have with the film because it happens earlier on in that scene the well a suicide normally leaves a note scene uh, is the bit where when he hears noises down in the basement you have the ominous horror music sort of like building in the background which makes it difficult to discern what, <laughs> what he's hearing versus what we're hearing and whether or not like the creepy guy who's living in the basement silent and then you hear something and then you look up from the television that you're watching it <laughs> yeah. on and think what was that yeah <laughs> Um, by the way, that, that's actually a thing. That, and by the way, after seeing this movie, I, I walked around and I'm not going to name the person's house, but, but a, a person's house. Uh, and, and, and like, felt like, oh, I'm kind of like terrified. The, yeah, well, I mean, the, 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 the window was open. I was like, was that window open before? When I left it there? No, because <laughs> there is. I down there's... and spoke to Darren. And I was like, Darren, do, when do you say you won't name open. whose house it is and then say, <laughs> I bleeped at him. Okay, fine. We'll, it was my we'll, house. We'll was, reveal. Was, we we watched the movie in Darren's house. This is also Darren's house. We're recording, recording it. In. But it is like there is something creepy about living in a in a now house. I'm going to reveal your address. <laughs> yeah, please don't do that. Um, and he leaves a key under the under the map as well. Um, but there is something very creepy about living in a big house by yourself occasionally. Because yeah. and I mean the, the the film does capture that with the pipes where she's like maybe it's the pipes making noise because heating if you have a house and you have water I in it. Feel sorry for you Darren you, you live should... in this big house all alone I know I feel like we're sort of we circled back around to that discussion of like economic sort of stress and pressure yeah. but yeah it's terrible it is really awful sometimes it's so hard I have no idea how I do it but the um there are times when you can hear the water pipes sort of expand, particularly in winter when you're turning the heating on for the first time. And it's great because winter... Wow, I kill for this kind of privacy. Yeah, winter is... <laughs> I kill um, for yeah, this kind of privacy. privacy. Um, but there is... Um, but like you can hear the pipes expanding and it sort of seems like there's something in the house or something upstairs in a way that can be uncanny, particularly when it's dark out. And I think the movie captures that a little bit not as effectively as it might but it, it's sort of hinting <laughs> at it when you're lying in bed listening to dreams in the rat house <laughs> yeah it's this like kind of proustian madeline <laughs> yeah. where you're reminded of uh, your father's death as well yeah. Yeah. i just have to keep replaying that in my mind to be clear yeah i felt like it was going to it was going to reveal some detail that he had forgotten about yeah. it like he was doing some sort of kind of um, deep dive memory almost. therapy yeah. sort of like part of and it's like, oh, I've I've got it. It's the milk. Yeah, that's what the case was. If only he'd remembered to bring the milk. Yeah. And the movie ends with him taking the milk with him into the wilderness. And the killer's yeah, like, okay, he learned his lesson. And he's like, gotta get to another fridge. <laughs> yeah, he learned, his, yeah. <laughs> he learned his lesson in the end. Um, there is, there is, yeah, something sort of vaguely interesting. I like, th- I like that the killer, the killer has a good psychological warfare game going on there as well. Yeah. It's like, he seems to have a like, pretty good read on the dynamics for somebody who lives in the basement of this house. <laughs> It's like he, he 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 also rubbed some like uncooked omelette on 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 the uh, photograph that he crumbled up into the bin. <laughs> yeah, it's just like a, next time get the milk. Yeah, um, <laughs> you won't eat my spread. <laughs> this omelette was rubbish. Yeah. 
Um, the fear that you that you've left your cereal in the bowl for too long and now it's soggy yeah (laughs) which actually yes that is a very real thing that you walk down and the food is suddenly like where you left it or not where you left it and it's haunting you i am haunted by food waste this this hit all of anders key buttons yeah also (laughs) this movie kind of looked good there were like remember the part where she went out to (laughs) to take photos I feel like the filmmaker was like, oh, yeah, sorry, things are supposed to look good. Um, and it was like, let's make this um, scene like like quite uh, quite nice. Cinematic like the way this shot is going to kind of yeah. like the way the light's going to come in. This is competent. Yeah. And uh, like also, no, that's the, thing the, about the, it, the it, acting is quite good in this. Yeah. And I, 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 I thought there were even like some charming moments. There was like where she's like in the fridge and she's like uh, hot dogs are uh, hot, hot dogs, which was kind of like sort of um, a little hackneyed like a little cheesy but also kind of like you know um, charming like it wasn't completely um, like like you you couldn't tell that it was a terrible movie just based on the, like lines, based, based on the lines and there were some other good lines Martha obviously has a lot of the good ones um, and, and there was <laughs> something kind of, take care now yeah uh-huh. Um, and there, there was uh, like the um that that actor is Piercy Dalton, by the way. She's relative. She's a very short filmography. She only really started in two thousand and eleven, working in shorts. Uh, and this is her first feature film. It looks like she was in that show, working in shorts. Uh, yes, yeah, she was in that <laughs> show. Working people do like their regular job, but they but wear they're wearing shorts because the season, the weather's pretty good this yeah. year. Um, yeah. So no, this is this is her first feature film role, which is quite quite impressive. Martha. Uh, Martha. Uh, sorry, no, no. That's uh, Piercy Dalton Naomi? as Naomi. Ah, okay. The um, do you ever fear you've lost your glasses? Do I? <laughs> That's ever... why I don't spend money on glasses. I, I will get a, a pair of uh, sunglasses from Deals <laughs> because or, you know you'll or lose from them. pennies if I'm feeling particularly <laughs> extravagant. Um, the, Be- yeah, the, yeah, because I because because I because I, I will know I'll lose them. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of like going through my notes. There's a kind of like, um, there's a thing where his mother says to him, like, um, you need to grow up. <laughs> like for for any, for any like kind of 32 year old man child who's the kind audience. of like afraid that they'll never grow up. It's like, oh God. He's he's a teenager. He has time to grow up. <laughs> what am I doing? Why haven't I grown up? I don't even own a house with a basement where a creepy dude can move in and murder me. Remember that time where I slept really well and it was later <laughs> than I would normally wake up? That was terribly irresponsible of me. What am I doing? An adult doesn't do that. Why can't I wake up? Um, yeah, there, there, there's... Uh, not that those are anxieties of mine. No, not no. Uh, yeah, but... Um, oh, yeah, they're smoking. They're smoking because the mother... smoking. The, the mo- mother is smoking and it plays into, like, your fear of if you smoke, which we, we, um, which I do, um, and, and anyone listening, by the way, smoking is bad for you. Um, also, uh, stabbing is bad for you, to be clear. Stabbing Things is also Andrew bad has also discussed you. on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't be like me. <laughs> don't and smoke don't get, or stab. Don't 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 hold a cigarette over your stab wound and try and inhale. <laughs> Cauterize it. Yeah. Okay. Um, the um, sorry the um, so the like the fear of anyone smoking is like what am I doing? Why am I killing myself? Um, and uh, like I'm 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 going to I'm going to get some terrible um, disease as a result of this, and everybody told me not to do it, and I did it anyway. 
like the the that that that's like a very relatable fear. Yeah. Because like everybody who loved me and cared about me told me not to do this stupid thing, but I did it and anyway. I realized that they were right and said, "Yeah, of course, I'll stop. Yeah, that's fine." But and I never did. Never did. And like like that sort of type of anxiety is so applicable to all sorts of other things, even if you don't smoke. Yeah. So it's it's like yeah right I'll pay it I'll pay it it's fine it's fine yeah I'll uh, um, yeah I'll start eating healthy I'll yeah, go to the yeah, gym etc yeah. etc et yeah you know I mean that's sort of yeah that putting it off anxiety that sort of like disappointment or failure of the family because it is suggested that she's almost keeping it from her son because she smokes outside in private and quietly and, and sort of like in the shadows outside the home and that feeds more as well into like uh, the whole kind of like poverty horror because like. Uh, um, there, there, there's kind of like, um, you know. Well, there's um, the point at which they can't go to a hotel which, because they don't have enough money. Yeah, yeah. Really, so it's literally really, like you will get murdered in your own home because you don't have money. Rich people eat well and get lots of exercise. <laughs> um, they don't smoke, and 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 and, and they don't. Uh, they can pay for hotels. Um, uh, when pay... serial killers move into their basements, exactly. They, it reminded me that the, this is the... how second homes are sustainable for the one percent people. <laughs> when serial killers move into their basements, they just move to a hotel. I want there to be more kind of satire around this sort of thing because I think people seem to think that it's perfectly normal that there's all of this poverty horror. Um, they they because it reminded me of the Ponty uh, the Ponty Python the Monty Python. Uh, a sketch about the you, have you seen it the one with the like working classes you're gonna have to give me more there, there where, where 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 it's like the working classes have changed and you like the it's it, it, like they play it like a horror movie and and then like she's just looking around and there's like a um it's like it, it's like the birds yeah but it, she looks around and there's one of them <laughs> and then she's like kind of like doing her own thing and she looks around and then there's a whole load of like working class people and they're like all right all right how are you doing hey, right. <laughs> and, and 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 then like they're kind of like um trying to like wash her windows and stuff yeah. when, when she's in the car and like it's shaking up and down yeah. and stuff it's, it's it's show notes i will, I will only ruin it i'll include that in the just show notes forget i forget i tried to explain this funny thing <laughs> <laughs> just watch the funny thing just instead. watch the funny thing yeah. but yeah there there is an element of, of that to it as well like i, I mean, believe all monty python is now on uh youtube as of like 2013 or it's also on netflix anyway um, oh, as of 2018 as well so you if you're watching the open house you can also watch monty python as well complete in its entirety I think and thank your parents yeah. <laughs> for 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 uh, because they've let you use their 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 Netflix uh, Netflix account and and say to them I forgive you for uh, and for, for crippling me economically yeah and yeah. ensuring that I will never own a house yeah. and if I do there will be a strange man living in the basement who will murder me. <laughs> I think that might be all uh, she wrote. I'm still looking through my notes. I shouldn't have kept so many notes for a movie that wasn't that great. And also wasn't that terrible. Yeah, um, it's just sort of there. Yeah. I mean, I mean um, oh yeah, I thought I was saying, like, is Chris going to bang in the night? Um, uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, the, that was the, the, the fear of like oh, things okay. that go bang in the night. Like like Chris and his mother. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, 
yeah. Yeah, no, that's it. <laughs> I, I, I don't think I should, uh, I don't think we should end the podcast on that. <laughs> no, no. But um, so, quick, yeah. say something. So, Andrew, if, uh, if you'd like to point people towards something or recommend something to people um, that is good or that they can watch instead of The Open House, what would you recommend? Instead of The Open House, something maybe on Netflix. Yeah. Because, like, the, the yeah, people... Yeah, we, we have been quite um, harsh on Netflix or whatever, you know? No, no, but, no not, not because we've been harsh, because, like, Netflix can take it. Um, <laughs> or also, a fanga. Um, also, <laughs> by the way, just in terms of, of Netflix and stuff like that, and terrible movies, because, I mean, we talked a little bit about, like, this not being the worst movie I've seen on Netflix, but also not being a terrible horror movie itself. One of the interesting things about Netflix and the argument, like, a lot of people I know are really upset that Netflix produces so much crap, right? But part of the thing with I that like is... crap. Pe- a, people like crap. B, Netflix produces actually a lot of good stuff that we talked about in the podcast, yeah. like Beast of No Nation, Mudbound, um, they're doing the Orson Welles thing, the Martin Scorsese thing. But also the fact that, like, there's an argument, and I've had this conversation with people when it comes to stuff like, say, The Cloverfield Paradox. Right. Which is an awful movie by any measure. Which and you'll defend with yeah. your last breath, I but, imagine. But um, I've had this argument with people about it. Um, and the interesting thing is, when you talk to people about bad movies on Netflix, just regular people who pay €7 euro or €11 euro a month for a Netflix account... They actually don't mind that so much of the stuff is terrible because it's not like going to the cinema and paying to see a movie where you're paying 15 euro and a babysitter and transport and popcorn and a drink you at exorbitant rates. for a babysitter yeah. just in case. Yeah, just in case I happen to have a baby. I mean, you never know <laughs> when they look after can... your house. Yeah, that's it. The to house make sure is that the, baby. the house is the baby in this situation. <laughs> but like with Netflix, you pay 11 euro and that's it. So you can watch, you're paying, you're not buying Netflix. You're buying the opportunity to watch stuff on Netflix. So if the Cloverfield Paradox or even if Open House are terrible, People generally don't mind that, people I've talked to. Like, if you talk about people who've watched terrible movies on Netflix, their reaction seems to be, eh, it wasn't great, but I'm not really upset about it because I don't see it as a loss. Because I pay, you know, this fee for a month and I get access to absolutely everything. You know, and it's like, it's bad, but I don't feel like I wasted, I didn't take a trip into town to see it, I didn't have to... At least I still live in La La Primera Mundo. (laughs) (laughs) Thank thank you, Andrew, yeah. This is Uh, is is a first world problem. Watching a bad Netflix movie is very much the definition of a first world problem. (laughs) But like, I I do think that that's an interesting part of the discussion of of Netflix releasing so many terrible movies is the fact that like, as much as like film critics like myself might complain about it to regular people, it's really not that much of a concern because going to the cinema is a much bigger deal than watching a film on Netflix oh, yeah. and That's so this a pain in the ass when you go see a movie and, and especially like like Imagine like bringing a date yeah. to a movie and it being awful. Uh, yeah, and but, but uh, uh, further imagine that maybe it's not awful enough that you can kind of laugh about it. It's just bad. It's just boring. Yeah, and dull as opposed to like watching a movie that's bad and dull with a friend or a companion or even a date at home on a couch where it's like, well, we didn't journey into town and we're on a couch. What can we do? We can. Why did you think I would like this? What must you think of me? Yeah. Um, But yeah, there's a reason why Netflix and chill is an expression. Um, But yeah, so I mean, I feel like that's something to take into account when we talk about awful Netflix. like that terrible movie. Yeah. (laughs) I bet you do. I like that. It's the open house of Netflix and chill, baby. Uh, Some days you get beasts of no nation and some days you get open house. It it doesn't really matter. (laughs) 
oh yeah you like a bad movie don't you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, sorry 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 um, oh baby you're an overextended netflix show um but yeah so i i feel that's an interesting sort of aspect of the whole netflix bad movie experience that i think is sort of unique to netflix where bad movies being bad isn't as big a deal as they might otherwise be and it's perhaps why this is the first netflix movie to make the bottom 100 but yeah if you want to recommend something on netflix for people to watch andrew let me see there there's there's uh, my jam recently in in the parlance of our time although if it's if if i've started saying it it's already not <laughs> like so uh, the 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 is 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 probably some of like the um economic ones like the the they're they're there are, there are quite a few of varying kind of like quality. One that I liked was there is one there on Goldman Sachs. You can check um I, I suppose the the, the show um, notes will yeah. include them on that because you can actually link directly to a Netflix show. So we'll put the link in the show notes and you can click it and if you have a Netflix account you can just watch it directly. Exactly. But there's also stuff like like things that people might have seen like this uh, the smartest guys in the room is on yes, there. Yes, the Enron one. Yeah, the Enron documentary. Um, which which is which is fascinating. Um, there's also the likes of I'm trying to think of the, there's the whole Dirty Money series which is interesting because they cover like the uh, they go through the, one uh, industry Volkswagen oh. uh, scandal they cover um, Donald Trump's business empire yeah. for example to to take something that's very uh, topical yeah um, but there's so mu- there's so much good stuff in it there's the there's uh, boom and bust. Which we which which isn't which isn't like amazing, but it, but it has it's an interesting kind of take on the whole economic idea of um of like cycles and and why this happens and whether it should happen, the idea of like irrational exuberance. And it's entertaining in a way because they've got like puppets and kind of like uh, that sort of thing. And 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 also one 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 of the people who. I say I was going to say taught me economics, but I wasn't a very good student because I still know nothing about economics. But Stephen Kinsella, our our uh, well Ireland's own uh, Stephen Kinsella, I think he teaches in in um, UL. Okay. So he um any for any of our Irish um uh, listeners. listeners who want to su- uh, support support like, Irish economists, <laughs> uh, support an uh, an Irish uh, pop economist on 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 on, on Netflix. On, on Netflix. Uh, yeah, you can check out that. It speaking of Monty Python, it's um narrated by um what's his face Terry Jones. Oh, nice. Yeah. All right, cool. In terms of my recommendations, uh, in terms of Netflix stuff, I really like Mindhunter. Um, I'm actually quite a bit behind on the Netflix curve. That's the David Fincher serial killer show. If you're into something more psychological yeah. and horror based, it's very. I saw a bit of that. It was interesting. It's quite slow moving, but it's got this wonderful sense of atmosphere. It's very much. It reminds me of Zodiac in that it's a it's a killer. It's like a slasher story, but it's more interested in the psychology and mechanics of it than it is in like the gratuitous horror elements of it. So yeah. I would wholeheartedly recommend that. All the Netflix movies that I recommended earlier in the podcast, so for example, Mudbound, Beasts of No Nation, um, that sort of stuff, films that uh, people have sort of seen and discussed. Um, and, and in terms of other stuff on Netflix, if you're in Ireland, they have a wonderful supply of American comedy. They have, obviously, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah. Uh, we're currently watching um, the It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia for the first time myself and Andrew are. Yeah. And then also even, like, My Crazy Ex-Girlfriend and The Good Place yeah, are available. Rick and Morty's on too. Rick and Morty it? is yeah. as well, yep. So, I mean, there's a whole host of really great stuff on there. Um, that that is well worth watching. Oh, ooh, um, Big oh. Mouth. 
Oh, uh, I, haven't watched, I haven't watched that yet. It's it not... is very good. Okay, I, 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 I know it's I, your kind of because it's it's sort of comedians it's, that it's I think quite, you're familiar yeah, with. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's all those kind of like alternative LA based comedians, and it's kind of like it 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 it's sort of I I sound like such a dickhead, don't I? <laughs> um, and it's kind of like dark comedy as well. I I I I really enjoyed it. Um, and then also, um, if if you're sort of in in that zone, Maniac is coming out soon um, in September. It's an entire series directed by uh, Maniac? Carrie Maniac 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 on, on the floor, and they're dancing like they never danced before. But it, it's it's Carrie Carrie Fukunawa's uh, the guy who directed uh, Beasts of No Nation, but he also did the entire first season of uh, True Detective, aka the good season of True Detective, Ooh, and also Jane like Eyre with Michael two. Fassbender. I I, I I like it a lot as well, but I don't think it's quite as good as the first no, season. No, but like, come on. Few things are, and he's also doing this series, which is about pharmaceutical companies, but it stars uh, Sally Field, uh, Justin Thoreau, which is which are both great options, but it also reunites Jonah Hill and Emma Stone uh, for the first time since Superbad. Could they be our generation's Kate and Leo? Uh, well, you'll have to watch and find out. Oh, um, in the meantime, you can follow Andrew online at Twitter at... <laughs> Sorry, hold on, wait. Just back up there a second. Is Jonah Hill going to be this generation's Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio? Yeah, I like that you good just... news for Jonah Hill. <laughs> for, and, and, and for anyone who feels like they could pull off Jonah Hill. Um, <laughs> Thank you, Andrew. Um, I like by that the it... way, ladies, yes, you could pull off Jonah. Sorry. I, I, um, I, I like, that, I like that, that it took a moment for that to register. That that happened so quickly and so under the radar, Andrew had to like do a double take and realise, yes, Darren actually what? made that comparison. Like, why would you say that thing, Darren? Why would you say it? Um, but yeah, I did suggest that they were our generation's Kate and Leo reuniting after Titanic for Revolutionary Road. So this is the Revolutionary Road to their super bad, is what I'm suggesting here. Um, Michael Sarah will be our Keanu Reeves. <laughs> <laughs> to give a random example to yeah, continue the trend. Right. But anyway, so people can follow you online at Twitter at A-Q-U-I-N-N-I-U-Q-A. You can follow me at Darren underscore Mooney. You can follow the 250 at, at the 250. You can listen to us on yeah, Stitcher, iTunes. Forget what I said. Follow the 250. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. Take it easy, guys. We'll be back soon. And remember, death, it's like it moves in. Don't Take care now. The milk.